doing, buddy? <laughs> Just another day in fantasy football fortunes paradise. That's how we do it. This is going to be our third episode, and as you guys are going to notice, we're going to drop all three of these episodes at once. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, today, we actually got a pretty exciting episode happening. Herman, you want to tell them what's up? Oh, it's going to be so tight. All right, we are doing a mock draft, uh, but what we're actually doing the mock draft, just so that we actually are playing against competitive people, uh, is we're going to do a DraftKings best ball draft uh, during the show live. And we miraculously uh, so, made it into the same match. Yeah, we actually worked out all the details beforehand, so hopefully this isn't a complete... Uh, this is our first time doing this, so excuse us if uh, we screw up all along the way, but... Uh, you know, so far so good. Oh. I, um, you know, it's just standard uh, one QB league. Uh, I believe you just start uh, two running back, two wide receiver, one flex, uh, tight end, and a quarterback. Oh. Um, so just your basic format of league, uh, PPR. Uh, that's how DraftKings plays, I believe, uh, or at least half point. Uh, but whatever. And for those who don't uh, know how best ball works is you draft your whole team at the beginning of the year. No trades, no no pickups, no drops, no nothing, and your optimal lineup is just set up for you every week. So this is a league of when you draft, bye weeks are kind of important. Yep, absolutely correct. Yeah, and it's beautiful because once we draft it, we never have to touch it again, which is freaking awesome. All right. So, well, we are actually in the middle of our draft, and we are five picks in. So, Herman, you're actually on the clock with 15 seconds left. Um, the first pick so far that gone off, we have Jonathan Taylor is number one, which is no surprise. Christian McCaffrey, who I personally think might be a little bit risky because of his injury, but I understand because if he's on the field, he's scoring you 20 points. Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson, I personally would flip those two, but I'm a little bit of a Vikings homer, as we know, for Justin Jefferson. I'm with you. And then Derrick Henry, and I like your pick here. How about you share that pick out loud with everyone real quick? Yeah, um, so Derrick Henry went uh, – actually, I think that's the only pick I don't like out of this order so far. Uh, but then the next one is Jamar Chase. Um, and so, you know, I really like how deep this year's draft is. Um, there are a lot of stud running backs in round two. So I actually prefer to go uh, – which I think I was saying this last uh, pod. But uh, I like going the wide receiver in round one just so I get an elite, an elite guy. Uh, so I went Jamar Chase here. I think he's the next best. Uh, he actually sits in a similar tier as like Stephon Diggs, who ironically enough went after um, after uh, my pick on the seventh. Um, so you know I like all four: Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs. Uh, I like Justin Jefferson first, but uh, in that order, uh, I think that's how you got to do it. And we are doing this live with 30-second picks, so this is going to be very fast, very rapid. We're just going to try to get in as much information as we can, and then we'll share with you at the end where we ended up. Um, I had pick eight, Hermes pick six, so that'll be interesting because we'll be kind of talking about who we want while also stealing players from each other because we want to give you the best information and we'll sacrifice our draft, right, Herman? Anyway, 100%. 100%. So I w- I've done 45 of these to give you some kind of volume. So <laughs> so where I'm at, um, I believe that starting with a solid running back on the board is the right way to start if they're, they are available. And I had Austin Eckler and Dalvin Cook to decide between. And I went with Dalvin Cook to give me that wide receiver one or running back one, and I get my home pick. And then after me went Devontae Adams, which surprises me, I'll be honest, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, and Alvin Kamara to start round two, which that run of uh, running backs is very predictable and what you can expect to see at the end of that first round turn to the second. 
For sure. And actually, this is a good group of drafters. I'm pretty impressed by uh, what's getting picked here. I mean, really through the first round, I like almost all the pick. Derrick Henry, I think, was a stretch. I would push him back um, at uh, that five spot. Uh, I think Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Dalvin Cook, all better than him. Uh, but then he falls in that range with Devontae Adams, Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Joe Mixon to me. Um, uh, I actually have a tendency to pass on all those guys. I'm just not as high on them as the next few picks, which were Alvin Kamara at 13, Saquon Barkley at 14, Aaron Jones at 15. All of those guys are studs. Hey, my man, you can see me dancing on the screen right now because you know who I'm about to pick because this player, we literally just talked about having this stack of two players is the best way you can start out your draft. And I've seen it a lot of times at the 10th pick or 8th pick for me uh, is Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift. I think if you have those two running backs, you are set for gold, and you can spend the rest of your time just building up those wide receivers for the for next good amount. No, you're absolutely correct. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's like, fucking awesome, dude. Well, I'm DeAndre so Swift stoked I just got DeAndre. Freaking steal this year! Oh man, I yeah. can't believe that. I mean, these guys aren't drafting bad either. I'm still, but I'm surprised I went and got that. No, 100%. Um, and that's an amazing value. I love DeAndre Swift in the second round. Again, if you can get Kamara, Barkley, Aaron Jones, or DeAndre Swift in the second round, pull the trigger. Um, I just want another running back. So uh, uh, Travis Kelsey went after DeAndre Swift. And then, ooh, excuse me, uh, Leonard Fournette uh, is who I chose. I have a question um, so for again, you. If Kelsey was still yeah. on the board, would you have chosen Kelsey over Fournette and get that premium quarterback or tight end? Nope. I would not. No, I think the opportunity cost is too much. Uh, if anything here, I may swing around. If Kyle Pitts is still around, I'll swing around and grab him on the next one. Um, uh, otherwise, I'm going to punt the position till pretty late. So this is what happens when you end up at the 6th and the 8th. You hit really fast, you hit really fast, and then you get kind of a break to catch your breath. So a lot happening right now. Um, this is the part where I don't like being in the early rounds because you end up with Javante Williams in the second, which to me, Damn I really feel Kyle like I can get Melvin Gordon a lot later. Oh, Kyle Pitt, is that where you're going? That's why you were skipping on Kelsey because you thought you could get Pitts at two? I like him. If he falls to the third, I like him a lot. Uh, he doesn't always. Uh, and again, if he doesn't fall, I punt the position for the most part. I'll, I'll figure it out in a few rounds. Um, That's uh, but fair. I do like that value on Pitts. Um, now, now the, the pick right after me, so I picked Leonard Fournette. I uh, think he's just a stud running back, another great system. Pat Mahomes went right after me, too early for quarterback. Saying it right now, yeah. too early for quarterback. And um, then a lot of wide receivers, C.D. Lamb, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans, and Michael Pittman Jr., along with Jared Allen. What do you think of uh, – you got 10 seconds, by the way. What do you think of Darnell Mooney going right before you? That's crazy to me. You got now, this is really bold, and the only reason I did it is wow. because I already have Jamar Chase. But wow. I went with the Trace Higgins. And so, realistically, in a best ball tournament, this is large scale. We're playing for millions of dollars. Realistically, you're not going to win, obviously. Um, but it's really important to correlate your lineup. So, in this case, I have the rare uh, ability to go Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and I'll stack them both with Burrow. Because on the off chance that that Bengals offense explodes, my lineup will place really well. All right. Now, here, I would love to walk away with both of these guys, but I have to choose one. It is Mike Williams or Corlin Sutton as my third round for my first receiver. Um, I strongly believe that Mike Williams' explosive play is why I'm going him for best ball because I'm not looking for floors there. And I think he's the most explosive player uh, this year. 
with uh, Herbert throwing to him. So I'm going to go Mike Williams as my wide receiver, uh, wide receiver one after Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift. Which I'm pretty yeah, stoked I, I about, love, man. I love I'm Williams. loving my love team right Williams now. Sense. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm kind of geeking out oh, about it. It's fantastic. I mean, you have two upside RB1s that both have a chance of finishing as the RB1, and then you have a, you have a wide receiver one. I mean, um, possibly yeah, that's the exactly wide receiver what you have one. to do. And again, you have to avoid the landmines. We have had a bunch of quarterbacks go. Josh Allen went at 27. Lamar Jackson went at 33. Dude, all of this is too early for quarterbacks. Way too early. These skill position players are – this draft is definitely pushing quarterback up. Um, but these skill position players are far too valuable right now for us to be punting in best ball to be punt to be uh, punting them for a quarterback. Uh, so don't go quarterback that early. A um, couple other values just start round four here. DJ Moore went off the board. James Connor, uh, Justin Herbert again, a little early in my opinion. But before DJ Moore, round three was uh, um, so right. Uh, yeah, round three was Mike Evans, Kyle Pitts, Josh Allen. Michael Pittman Jr., Darnell Mooney. I chose T. Higgins to do the uh, to stack them there. Uh, Nick Chubb, Mike Williams is what Sam took. Uh, Lamar Jackson, Keenan Allen then went. A.J. Brown, Cortland Sutton. I think that's a great round to be honest. Other than yeah, quarterbacks, the third, there, I like most of those picks. The third round right now has some of my favorite players, and I do want to say uh, Herman did go Bengals. Bengals. I love that play in best ball because one of those guys Don't are always going to hit. Agreed. Not in uh, not best ball. Not best ball. That's not where you want to go. Um, this one's no, a little in, tough in best for ball, me. That is sorry to correct. That best ball is where you want to go with that yeah. strategy, but a regular redraft. If I were to be in a regular redraft league, league I would have either taken Michael Pittman, Corton Sutton, or AJ Brown. So this one was Mike a, Williams. This one me. was a little hard for me. Um, Travis Etienne was still on the board, and I could have gotten that third top end running back, and never had to worry about the running back position. But one of my favorite players that I know Herman's gonna hate on oh me for. Oh my god, that. But this is a gem. Thank you, Reese. I took <laughs> right there. That's beautiful. Yeah, I reached down to Terry McLaurin um, because I think he's just gonna. <laughs> I think he's just gonna blow up. I think, and I really like having those two receivers of Mike Williams and Terry McLaurin on top of Dalvin Cook and DeAndre. So this team doesn't even sound real in a twelve-man league, but I'm telling you, it it makes sense. But Dude, quarterbacks uh, are going early. Quarterbacks again, those are wasted early. picks. They're going early, and it's wa- it's wasted picks, man. We're, we're going to be able – and because everyone's taking them in 12 teams, they don't take another one. So then all of a sudden you'll have a bunch of quarterbacks at the top of your queue in like the eighth or ninth round that have all fallen because everyone's gone early on quarterbacks. So it all comes back around to help you. You, you really have to let the draft kind of play itself to you, and you have to just take kind of what falls. Like in that situation, you know, I, I took Travis Etienne right after Sam, um, and that's beautiful. Travis Etienne fell – by uh, oh, actually, did he fall right where he should have? About his price. I think he's exactly his okay. Price. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I pair Travis Etienne and I have Travis Etienne, Leonard Fournette, and then Jamar Chase and T Higgins. I mean, that's a beautiful start to me as well. Um, uh, and again, me and Sam will both follow similar pra- practices. We have obviously differentiation on running backs and wide receivers depending on the round, um, but we both follow generally, you know, pretty good fantasy football drafting practices. Oh shit! You draft before me. <laughs> shit! You draft before me. So you know, uh, I'm mean, I'm not gonna tell you, but I guess I can go. Um, what I love is 
Allen Robinson at the end of the third, or you know what I mean, or end of the fourth. I think that's an awesome. Oh, I think you know what I mean. I think that's sweet. Oh my God, Cole Komet just went. Oh, he's ranked 112th, and he just went 53rd. You know, some people, some people like that, they really just worry about getting that roster filled out before anything else. You know. Man, this is a really tough one for me. I'm on the block right now. I really, it's wide receiver or running back for me. I'm, I'm Brees Hall or Marquise Brown. I'm gonna go Brees Hall right here. Oh, see, you and Brees Hall, and I'm looking at I, which is really funny because I'm looking at Brandon Cooks or Cam Akers because I just love what Brandon Cooks is possible of doing. But I really think that Cam Akers, after Cam Akers, the drop off on running backs is huge. You have Damian Pugh. Uh, and fun fact for everyone, a rookie running back has finished top 12, as an, or, or sorry, top 15, 10 straight years in a row. Yeah. Draft Brees Hall with confidence yep. in where he's going. And, um, yeah, where from where he's going, it's huge. And I think the same thing with Cam Akers. I know he's coming off that injury. But if you looked at him in the postseason, he came back faster than anyone, played in the playoffs, and did not really look like he was going through much injury. No, yeah, I like Cam Akers. I think people are real scared of him right now because um, he's had a little soreness. He hasn't been – he had a soft tissue strain or injury. But, like, think about what we're talking about. This is the Rams. If you hit on fifth or sixth round Cam Akers, you just hit on – if he actually does have the workload prior to the injury that he did, the chance of him being an RB1 is so significant. Yeah, your top 10 back um, right there is huge. You immediately have a, a, a stud running back that you got at, in the sixth. I mean, that's a, we, a league winner right there, in my opinion. Now, obviously, there's a chance he busts, obviously. But the upside is way, way worth it at this point. Yeah. My um, phone turned off. Where are we at? Let's say oh. we had Brees Hall and then Jalen Hurts went again a little early for quarterback. Cam Akers is what Sam took, and then we had Damian Pierce. Oh, God, Kyler, Mur- Kyler Murray Ooh. went first. Damian Pierce, the rookie running back well, for the went four picks after Brees Ooh, Hall. What, That's what did you just say about rookie running backs? And that, well, I think the big thing, right? For sure. So Damian Pierce two weeks ago was the biggest deal in the draft. Now he's way overpriced because just because. Oh shoot. Brandon Cooks went. Oh, Brandon Cooks went? Okay. 63, yep. So when Damian Pierce, sorry, Marquise Brown, uh, Darren Waller, oh, Deontay, Michael okay. Thomas, Kyler Murray, Chris Godwin, Brandon Cooks, Deontay Johnson, I think that's probably a pretty good stretch. Damian Pierce is early, uh, but that's about it. Uh, I'm going to go. This is going to be my first big pick, you guys. This is my player I'm putting my money on. Alan Lazard, I think he has a season this year. And oh. really shows up. So I'm going to snag him to be my third wide receiver. I cannot even believe you just took him over DK Metcalf. I cannot even believe you just did. Dude, I, DK Metcalf ain't got no quarterback, bro. I ain't oh, got, I, give me DK Metcalf. I will take that all day. All right. I'm up now, and I've got to go with. I'm going to reach a little bit here because I don't like my options, and I would not normally do this. This is too early for quarterback, but I've got to have that stack if this roster is going to be competitive in baseball. <laughs> I'm going to take uh, There Joe, you Joe go. That's, a, that's big. You don't do that often, huh? No. The only reason I do it is because you have to stack in best ball if you're going to have if you're gonna have a shot at being competitive. Um, like Take your shot on the team, right? 
talking about taking a shot at our team. I want to talk to you all about Tailgate Fantasy, a website that I've been in communication with and talking about lately, where you choose your one team that you follow throughout the year, and you just have to start two or three starting players off your favorite team each week, but two of them have to get rotated out. Seems like a really cool concept and kind of a good idea for friends who, if you really just want to follow your team or you're hanging out with a bunch of people who don't really want to play fantasy football but love football, something interesting to check out. And we will be talking about later this week and probably starting a league of our own just for the fun of it. So keep that in mind. Yeah, definitely, definitely a cool format if you like rooting for one team uh, and don't like the, you know, how fantasy kind of makes you root for everybody, so to speak. Uh, so de- definitely something to try out if you're feeling that kind of way. TailgateFantasy.com right. or just tailgate.com. <laughs> Back to the draft. So DK Metcalf went right after Alan Lazard, after Sam took Alan Lazard. Otherwise, I would have taken him 100%. I would have said, fuck my Joe Burrow plan. Um, but I took Joe Burrow. Uh, then David Montgomery went, Josh Dobbins went, uh, sorry, um, J.K. Dobbins went, Eli Mitchell, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Edmonds, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Trey Lance, Rashad Penny, and Devin Singletary just went off the board. Devin Singletary, Rashad Penny being drafted that Boy. close to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, bro. Such a, so embarrassing to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And I got the guy that I was hoping would fall to me at this next pick, and I would have grabbed him on the last pick, uh, but I thought he'd fall to me. And Another reason I went Joe Burrow was if you have some options at your next pick uh, that you don't have to reach, like reach on something that you don't think are, you're going to get if you do have options. Anyways, I'll take Elijah Moore. He's going to be the receiver that um, – I will be grabbing. Uh, he was absolutely freaking dynamite down the stretch last season, um, and I, I want him. He's the number one overall wide receiver of the Jets right now. Um, he's be great. Yeah, bro. I totally thought you were about to go second wide receiver or second QB or uh, Tony Pollard. Actually, thought that's who you were uh, talking about. I was like, damn. Yeah. No, Elijah. Or, Elijah Moore. So oh, I, mean, I, mean, I, I, I was I, like, hey. <laughs> no, yeah, not Connor Renfro. Um. Uh, this is a start three wide receiver league, just adds up. So now my lineup is Joe Burrow, Leonard Fournette, Travis Etienne, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Elijah Moore, Brees Hall in the flex. Um, and I'm feeling really good about this lineup. So just uh, and I'm going to just share mine. I got Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift, Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, Alan Lazard, Cam Akers in the flex. And then I just drafted quarterback Russell Wilson to fill that out. I'm feeling and pretty I, good about this team right now, man. I ain't going to lie. And that is exactly why you wait on quarterback. Russell Wilson has just, a good, just as good of a chance as finishing number one overall quarterback as Pat Mahomes or Justin Herbert. And he's going round he seven. Does. And he's going round seven. And he's going round eight. You got him at pick 82. Yeah, bro. And compared to Pat Mahomes' pick 20, right? The opportunity cost is too much to go up to get quarterback. That's all. This is the only point I'm trying to make. Uh, let's see. My next pick, I'm not going to recap every pick. The next pick uh, that I took was Amari Cooper and then in at pick 85. And then I took Tyler Lockett 103. Again, both are veteran wide receivers that I think everyone's tired of that just have amazing value right now. And by that point, I had a starting – I already had my starting lineup full up, and I, it is best ball. And someone was just sitting at a good value that I didn't want to pop up, and that was Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is another person you can get in the ninth round quarterback that is a great quarterback, 
But now, just because it's best ball, if anything happens to one of them, I still have the other one as a backup. I do like that pick. I like Matt Stafford's value. I mean, late-round quarterback, I don't know that I agree with grabbing two, but it's late-round. Here's the thing. The other person that really caught my eye that I was interested in grabbing was Melvin Gordon, and I'm going to pick <coughs> him up right here at the end. And oh. I'm saying Melvin Gordon this late in the 10th round when they're already announcing he's the pass catcher in a 50-50 split with Javante Williams. I don't understand why people are so high on Javante besides that he's younger and newer. Agreed. I, I don't think there's any reasonable explanation for Melvin Gordon's ADP being in the 10th and – Javante's being in a second when they're going to, if anything, it's going to be a 60-40 split, Javante, but still. Well, I mean, that's, that discrepancy. I mean, that's what the t- coach and the team is saying. They're saying that, that, right, it's not like that's us saying that. That's the team saying that. And this is why you wait on tight end. I took uh, Zach Ritz <sighs> in the, what was that, the 11th, 10th that's, round. That's so cool. Freaking Steele has an absolute chance to finish as a top five tight end this year. Is 31. He's actually younger than Travis Kelsey. Um, absolutely an elite tight end that's just older. Uh, and again, going to be high volume offense. They're going to be without DeAndre Hopkins. He's also, for this first six weeks, he's also older. Um, and I personally believe he was slowing down a little bit last year. Um, before, and he was also injuring that MCL. So again, I think there's opportunity in a lot of target volume for Zach Ertz in a, in a very pass-friendly offense. Season-long, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, knowing that DeAndre Hopkins is coming back. That one is so tough. Um, season-long, I think I'm going to have to go Zach Ertz. Um, the only, I would have said Dallas Goddard before they signed A.J. Brown. And, AJ, and Dallas Goddard's absolutely the answer in Dynasty. Like, no doubt, I think Dallas Goddard will have a better year next year. Or Zach Ertz will probably decline in production. Just due to I think, yes, I think Zach Ertz, once DeAndre Hopkins comes back, will become a little more irrelevant. Yeah. No, I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, my team's sitting tight and pretty right now. Dude, uh, Joe, Joe Burrow at quarterback, Leonard Fournette, and Travis Etienne at running back, um, and Brees Hall. Uh, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and uh, Elijah Moore are my starting wide receivers. Zach Ertz is that starting tight end. And then my two bench receivers right now are Amari Cooper and Tyler Lockett. All right, I know I'm. there's two guys I'm hoping you play. I'll go through my team. I got Russell Wilson as quarterback. I got Dalvin Cook and DeAndre Swift as my starting running backs. Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, and Alan Lazard as my three wide receivers with Dallas Goddard at the tight end. Cam Akers sitting in the flex. Then I have Matt Stafford and Melvin Gordon sitting in my bench. Oh, how can I not take Traylon Burks falling to me? Oh, I, I knew you were going to take that, dude. And you know what made me really happy about that? Because it gives me the opening, opening to get Kenneth Gainwell to finish my to add to my roster. Totally understand. Kenny Gainwell is is I love him this year, so I'm totally with you. Yeah, um, bo- both great picks by us. Good job, us. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> us. We Good really job. did. We did, we did great. a great job. Uh, Kenny Gamewell, uh, clear pass down role. Obviously, pass catching is important in fantasy. A great late round snack. He might even be the starter this year. We really don't know how that Eagles backfield is going to look. Um, and I don't then, think uh, the Eagles know how that the Eagles oh, backfield is going to look. And Traylon Burks is only falling in drafts right now because of the training camp reports. Uh, don't listen to that bullshit. He is a top end prospect. He's the kind of guy that wins you the league in the playoffs because 
He'll pop in the second half of the season. He might get a slow start for sure. Um, but I, this late in the draft, I don't care. I'm going for upside, and he yeah, right. absolutely has it. I agree with that. I no, I knew that was pick. I knew we were, and if he wasn't there, I knew Kenneth Gainwell was going to be the guy you were eyeing down. So I, as I was like, that's who I was between. Dude, I me too. I knew that too. I knew um, you were going to take whichever one I did. So. <laughs> I knew you were out. I, I knew it. I was like, I'm one of these two. Literally, yeah. I was looking at it. That's so. It's, funny. Al- it's almost like we're friends. <laughs> it's like we talk about this shit that's, every day. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, okay, a lot of good values going on the board right now. Um, Jalen Tolbert just went. I think he in at the 135 is amazing. Um, Romeo Dobbs went a little bit early for me. Actually, I don't really like the rest of those. Oh, I love DJ Shark at the 129. I think he's going to be – I think that's great value. Um, oh, I, Raheem Mostert, I will never get behind the man. I mean, no, he will get injured. He just go off the board. Ugh. I cannot believe he's still like people are still drafting. Him. I can't like, believe they cut Sony Michelle and not him. Yeah, fair, fair. Oh, you're gonna like. Oh shit, Garrett Wilson or Isaiah Pacheco? Shit. I still. Oh. I'm gonna go Pacheco. I think he has a chance of winning it over CEH this year. You know, CEH isn't like, a, oh, no one can outbeat him in carries. You know what I mean? No, I, I think that's a great play. And he's a dude, like, again, when you're going for picks like this, especially in best ball, you're going for upside. And well, Pacheco he, runs a sub 4-4. Four, four. If the man goes off, he's going off. Like, fuck, fuck that's upside. Like, just like, well, like, fuck it being only in best ball. Just like, right. Like, that dude, yeah, period, he period. has the potential to win that role. Well, you know, and who's going to win that role? Jalen Tolbert, still on the board. Herman should grab him here. Oh, no, Jalen Tolbert. Sorry, I was looking at the wrong screen. But no. Jalen Tolbert um, has a chance to be that wide receiver too or if let's say something happens to cd again and he misses some time the the main receiver for the dallas cowboys probably worth a pickup and with that i also just went so he went pacheco Devontae parker went in between uh garrett wilson then went at the 139 i took him um you know he's the 10th overall pick in the draft he is a fuck ton of draft capital. He was very productive in college. I get the situation isn't the best, um, but I also have some other Jets players. Uh, if Zach Wilson's still on the board, I will be grabbing him just, again, in case the Jets all go off. All right, so to play on that, I had uh, Matt Stafford and Russell Wilson, which are pretty good, but Herman's about to walk with him because Matt Ryan's on the board, and I would be a fan of Matt Ryan this year if I'm looking for a late, late round backup quarterback. But because Sam already has to, he doesn't need him. There's no point in taking a third at this point in the draft, and so this is why I always wait on quarterback because, again, these guys fall, and what will happen is Sam won't take – you know, people like Sam already have two quarterbacks. They won't take him because – so he'll become a value. Um and again, you can find stuff like this in every draft. Look at that. He just went off the board at 12 because someone just, because someone was, I think that might have been that gentleman's, uh, or ladies. Sorry, that was pretty sexist to me. <laughs> uh, first, um, quarterback off the board. Yeah, that's impressive. But you know, Matt Ryan, he's that guy. So here's the thing you have, the thing about fantasy football when you're drafting your team, 
you have to decide what position is going to be the position that wins you your league. Are you going to have the running backs that are going to win you the league? Are you going to have the unstoppable reign of wide receivers that will win you the league? Or are you going to have the quarterback that gives you 40 points, 27-plus points a game, like we believe well, Herbert I, will this season? I think it's more finding the pockets of value where the opportunity cost is what I'm looking so, at, right? So, right. So what I'm, saying, what I'm saying is you have to spend on a position, like I spent on running backs, you spent on wide receiver, or you spent one in each, you a little bit in each, you know what I mean? You're gonna have those two, but and then you have to find the values. Which which uh, position has the value f- players that will help you fill in those gaps and set that floor so those elite pieces will take over and explode? Exactly. And That's what you need. Those two elite pieces to win you the league, and then you need the base and the depth and the floor to give you a chance to actually. Uh, win or go all the way sorry i got distracted because i was on the clock i'm uh was nervous about my one running back or tight end and i decided to go with the homer pick of irv smith i think he's gonna be i think he's gonna be red zone relevant this season honestly and two picks earlier i did go tyler algier um i actually normally would have taken jacoby myers in this instance but I have gone four straight wide receivers in a row and now have seven. So uh, I decided to pivot to a running back this time. Uh, do give me my fourth running back and Tyler Gier again. Big upside. We really don't know what he is. There's a lot of room for opportunity in that offense, and he's going to get touchdowns. I was actually watching him and hoping he was going to fall to me. He was going to be my – he was the one I was really looking forward and looking at. Yeah, I think he's going to be a good – I mean, and again, I pick 152 – he legitimately could be the starting running back by, like, week six. And Cordell Patterson is 31 years old and has injury history. I don't know why no one talks about this, but, like, the chance of him getting injured is, like, almost up there with Raheem Mostert. I can't believe he played as healthy as he did last year. Last year was it. So here's yeah. a fun Brian <laughs> Brian Robinson. God damn it. Like, my uh, best wishes, like, hope for a speed recovery. Our hope is really it's crazy. Yeah, man. I'm really hoping the best for him. Um, I wish I could draft him right now. I almost wanted to just out of respect, but I've passed on it. Oh, uh, right. Now, I went with uh, Khalil Herbert instead, just because he's the only other back in uh, Chicago right now. Yep. Uh, yeah. Ditto to everything you say. Crazy situation. Um, I love your pick of Blue Herbert. I think that's if I was going running back, that's where I'd want to go. Um, oh, you know, I'm actually gonna pivot here. I'm gonna go David Njoku. You know, the more and more I look at David Njoku, the more and more I like Njoku. him. He's this Njoku. He's the starting tight end for the Cleveland Browns, and we are pretty confident at this point that Deshaun Watson is playing after week 11, and who else is catching passes on that offense? Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yeah, that's my point. David Njoku is a freak of an athlete. He had an insane profile coming out of uh, college, and he showed it last year. He had multiple really long touchdowns. He's apparently been, like, the number one tight end in camp, on the field all the time. They gave him a big contract. 
I'm kind of in. And again, tight end, I only have Zach Ertz, so I'm taking another late shot. But again, this is why you wait on tight end. There are plenty of them down here that you can just take late shots on. Yep. And there's still a tight end that I really, 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 really like this year because this quarterback just had a tight end be a record-breaking player last year. But we'll wait for that reveal. Are you going <laughs> to tell us? I'm interested. You brought uh, me in. Do you know, do you know, uh, you know who I'm talking about? So here are two guys. They're not going to be your league winning tight end. I don't know who you're going to go with. I think they're going to be have your bench. You could easily get them both, and I think if you have them both, you're going to be able to alternate them into a successful manner. That would be Mr. Gerald Everett for the Chargers. Oh, agreed. And Mr. Moali Cox for the Colts. Matt Ryan just had Kyle Pitts throw for a thousand yards. Matt Ryan has had always successful tight ends. He made Hayden Hurst look good. He made Austin Hooper look good. I think I feel the need to go. This will be this will be my third tight end. Sorry to interrupt you. This will be my third tight end. But I feel like I need to go Hayden Hurst here just because I have all the Bengals, right? Like, I might as fucking know. I'm going to do it. such a fucking burn that I was just talking up that dude. <laughs> you just were like, I'm not going to pick him. Well, I've got the Joe Burrow to everyone stack. i got to do that. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <laughs> no, I like Hayden Hurst more than I like Miley Cox this year. I do. That, that offense is going to be, I think, high-volume pass. Well, with Pitt, I mean, you got Pittman, Paris Campbell for as long as he can stay healthy. Oh, I'm not saying I don't like Mo Cox. I'm just saying I like Hurst a little bit more. Because uh, Hurst has point, done it before. Hurst has kind of done it before. He's been point top ten. Is once you get past this 150, y'all, it's a crapshoot. And really, yeah. how <laughs> I how I go about it is I really look at what teams, what. This player's player situation, you know what I mean? Van Jefferson, he's coming back from injury. If Cooper Cup or Allen Robinson go down or miss some time, if Van Jefferson is healthy, he is in, and he's playing, and he's good. You know, that man can play. So he might be worth a 14th, 15th round pick or wherever he's at right now. Sean Watson in a best ball, I guess it's worth a pick because otherwise no one's going to get him. Um, uh, Deshaun Watson, I don't think you can I, – I actually disagree with that. I well, I just don't – I would never have him on my team. But. No, fair, fair enough. Fair enough. I was wondering if it would be advantageous, but to be honest, it might be. It could be because it's a playoff push, man. You got a fresh, brand-new quarterback coming into his team in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, I definitely get it. Look at all the tight ends on the board right now. There's Noah Fant, there's Austin Hooper. And I already have um, like three, so I need to stop picking too. them. But again, this is exactly why you don't go tight end or, or you don't go tight end early. All right. There's no need to. I think at this point we should uh, change our topic of conversation to something a little more interesting. Otherwise, we're going to lose our listeners. <laughs> yeah, agreed. We are in round 16. Uh <laughs> There are... Hey, here, fun fact. Mac picks? Jones going in round 16. Yeah. Yeah. Just, That's, you know, 
The fact that he's going down by Davis Mills kind of pisses me off. Makes sense, though. The upside's so capped. I mean, he's not going to be a QB1. At most, he's a QB2. I'm going to go with Eno Benjamin. Yeah, uh, I like Eno Benjamin a lot. Yeah, I think he's an interesting play. But anyway, so everyone, that's what it's like to listen to a live draft and kind of a thought process. And what I was going on this year. I'm going to say that my team killed it, and I don't even have to look to know that I literally have the best team in this league because that's just how good at this game I am. <laughs> oh, douchebag, right? We, all, we, always say, we always say you don't win the league at the draft, but in this style of league, I just won it at the <laughs> draft. All right, tell everyone what your team was, though. <laughs> all right, so... Uh, do we want to do draft order or uh, positional order? Uh, draft? Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. So I, for my – or let's just do position. So my quarterback <laughs> – shut up. I started at the 108. Oh, God. My quarterbacks are going to be Russell Wilson, uh, Matt Stafford, is who I walked away with. Um, my running backs, Dalvin Cook. DeAndre Swift. No, I didn't Camp like Acres. Order. All right, all right. Traps order <laughs> it. All right, I went my, by rounds. My first, so at the 108 in the 12-man league, I went Dalvin Cook for my first pick. Oh, God, am I on the clock? No. I went Dalvin Cook for my first pick, and along with De- and then followed around with DeAndre Swift at the turn in the second. For my thirds, I then targeted my wide receivers and t- picked up Mike Williams and Terry McLaurin because both of those guys were just steals. After that, we came back around. Oh, shit. That was sweet. And then I, um, in that next turn, uh, is that at picks 58, I went with Cam Akers. And on the turnaround, I buffered my wide receivers for Alan Lazard. So I had three at each position. Uh, because I was confident about the three I had in each position, I turned it around and did something abnormal and, abnormal and got Russell Wilson at pick 82 which is right at his ADP. It says 82.3. And um, I'm okay with that because I believe that he is truly an upper elite and can be, uh, and with his new team, can actually elevate my team to be a champion team with that. Then I, oh, actually, right before I picked Russell Wilson, I should say, <coughs> I totally picked up Dallas Goddard. I loved that pick by you. I was going to pick him if you didn't get him there. Well, that's that's what I was saying. Like uh, it was, I got it was Dallas Goddard for that position because I think he's going to be huge in that offense this year. And mm-hmm. then I got uh, Russell Wilson to fill in that spot. So that means I got Russell Wilson like seventh round, sixth round, which is an awesome spot. I like. I think is a fair spot to get Russell Wilson. Yeah. And then after following it out, I followed that up, and then you know I got Matt Stafford, Melvin Gordon. Kenny Gainwell, which I am very happy with. Isaiah Pachanko, who has a chance to overtake Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I'm on the clock, so let me make this pick really quick. Uh, yeah, he went Isaiah Pacheco. He then went Irv Smith Jr. Love it as a backup for um, uh, for Dallas Goddard. Uh, then we had Khalil Herbert, great running back, uh, has a chance to honestly just be an individual contributor outside of uh, David Montgomery, but could take the over one spot. 
Um, Boyle Cox, another duck, just a tight end. Eno Benjamin, and then Jeff Wilson Jr., who I actually think everyone's sleeping on a bit. He is definitely going to be back up for the 49ers. Right, that's kind of what I'm saying. And he's like a really good pass catcher, you know what I mean? He's kind mm-hmm. of like that like spastic guy on the field. So I was pretty happy with that one too. Yeah. No, I, I think that was a great pick by you. Um, I mean, I, I love your team. You have a ton of depth at running back. Again, when you go running back and wide receiver straight through, like you just have so much depth in it. I, now, that being said, I would have – wow. Gee, wait a second. Do you only have three wide receivers? <laughs> you do. You only have three. All right. Well, that is how you <laughs> fuck up a best ball draft. So we forgot about one position. He's going to go wide receiver through the next three picks. <laughs> but at least you have enough to start. <laughs> Hopefully there's no injuries or down weeks. Um, Ooh, that is bad. <laughs> so hey, everybody. Roster baiting. And, uh, Make sure you're uh, paying attention to depth. So something I do a lot is uh, lose my depth, and I get too caught up in value, and I lost. I ain't worried, dog. I get Marquez Callaway. Boom. <laughs> On the squad. Congratulations. Congratulations. Ah, hey. shit. All right. So, my, you know, so once again, if this was a redraft league and I could manage this team, and let's say it was only two wide receiver instead, I could figure this out. Oh, it this wouldn't would matter. Be a, yeah, it wouldn't matter. The fact that it's a best ball and I have to start three, and one of these receivers is going to be out for injury at least some week. Some of these receivers are going to miss their bye weeks. We're definitely going to miss their bye weeks. <laughs> so. It's not, it's, it's not kind of so, Right now, I'm in a little bit of trouble of even having a fully legal lineup. So that was my bad. <laughs> so, so, Sam already said that he's winning the league, so... <laughs> lessons learned, everybody. <laughs> All right, but <clears throat> you do learn a lesson every single draft. Um, and so moving – so uh, let me go through my draft. I went um, – Jamar picking from the six. I went Jamar Chase. Uh, then I went Leonard Fournette, um, followed by T. Higgins, and then Travis Etienne, um, and then Brees Hall, and a bunch of running backs. Um Let's see, Brees Hall, and then I went Elijah Moore, and then oh, sorry, no, I went Brees Hall, and then I went Joe Burrow, and then I went Elijah Moore, uh, and then I went uh, Tyler Lockett. Uh, rounding out the starting lineup with Zach Ertz, uh, have Traylon Burks, have Garrett Wilson. Um, took my fourth running back in Tyler Algier. Double tapped tight end with David Njoku uh, and Hayden Hurst to give me depth there. Um, I took Zay Jones at wide receiver for Jacksonville. I didn't talk about this pick enough, but I think he is an absolute steal. 187 for wide receiver that starts and was averaging like eight targets down the stretch last year. Steal. Uh, Zach Wilson at the 206, uh, and then Ronald Jones. Um, I, again, I just think he has a chance of – he could absolutely flame out, but I think he has a chance of actually producing and playing into my lineup some week here, which is all I care about at this point. 
I really like uh-huh. I, I think it's correlating. I have Zach Wilson with all his receivers except Corey Davis. I have Joe Burrow with all his receivers, um, even the tight end. Uh, so, yeah, I really like it. Congratulations, everybody. You just heard the draft of the of the team that's going to make us millions so we can both retire and do this show full time. Oh, yeah. It's going to be beautiful, but from a beach. From a beach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, huh. good draft, though. This was a bunch of sad yeah, drafters. I had a lot of fun with this one, man. This was a good time. For sure. Quarterback went early, I think a little earlier than it should have. Um, but other than that, everyone everyone took good value. Cole Komet was a reach. Cole Komet at 112 was a reach. Mm-hmm. Um, just going down through the, through the rankings, do you think there were any other – were there any other picks that you just thought were kind of like out of order? Like you looked at and you were like, really? You took them there? When I was looking through, I knew there, I know a few times where I was uh, interested. Like, Pep, I don't know, I guess. Well, Damien Harris, I just don't think should be drafted. I'm surprised that Kareem Hunt has fallen down to the ninth round, I won't lie. That, that is seems like deep. a pretty, that's pretty deep to me. Like, that's a steal, dude. Kareem Hunt in the ninth round is a steal. Like he, you know what I mean. I know we think his ceiling is different, but we agree on his floor. Oh uh, yeah, I oh I agree, I agree, and he absolutely has upside. He could be traded, right? He like would you could... have cha- or Nick Chubb could go down. Nick like Chubb the could reason go down. they're not going to trade him. Yep. But anyway. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Uh, Tyreek Hill in the second. What do you think about that? You've already said Javante Williams Ew. in the second. No, Ew. I'm staying. Uh, you know me. I'm staying on the. Of, I'm avoiding the Dolphins until I like the me Dolphins. Too. Yeah, I am a hundred percent with you. Debo Samuel, you know the me. I'm fourth a, pick. What do you think about that? I, I think no. I would Debo at twenty four. No, if you got if you're walking around with Jonathan Taylor, I think you take the, that shot on Debo. Hmm. I you have know, such a hard time. Well, so here, here's the thing that everyone's forget: the 49ers want to give him the ball every play. They want him to be running back. He doesn't want that tread. So if he will take as much of that workload as he wants because they want to give it to him. So he's gonna, you know what I mean? That offense is gonna run through Debo Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean I. I I just think he, with Trey Lance is the mobile quarterback. I, I I just don't know what the offense is necessarily going to look like. Right. And you got just, a scrambling quarterback, and who's the one wide receiver next to George? You know, you got George Kittle Ayuk. and Debo Samuel running out there. Yeah, but Brandon Ayuk is going to be the guy that's targeted as a first or second route, not a scrambling put something together play. No, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Down the stretch, Debo Samuel last year, he was getting all of his. Um, fantasy points from rushing and he really wasn't getting them in targets and well, that's that kind of concerning and well, I no it. man i guess that i'm just saying that's because they needed a running back and he was the best running back they had and they were preserving him as a running back they weren't using him as a wide receiver part of this contract negotiation this fight he was having is he didn't want to be a running back he wasn't going to be used as a wide running back he needed to be used as a wide receiver and so what I'm saying is that mm. I think that the wide receiver role is going to increase. And if they can put the ball in his hands, he'll take it. But he doesn't want to be running from behind center. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. 
Yeah, no, it's interesting. I just I, I can never get around him, and uh, for uh, for whatever reason, uh, I'm, I, are you taking Keenan Allen or Mike Williams first? Yeah, I think I'm taking Mike Williams, right? I mean, I, I'm with you on that. Uh, Keenan Allen went two picks after him in this draft, but they really are going around the same spots. I mean, they're flipped in rank. Keenan Allen's ranked 30. Mike Williams ranked 33. They went 32 and 34. Um, uh, Mike Williams earlier in this draft. So they're clearly flip-flopping either way. I like Mike Williams. I think he has the most upside. We know what Keenan Allen is, right? I mean, he's getting older. He'll I mean, get he's not you to get the playoffs, better. and then he'll stop playing. Yeah, and, and like he's not going to pop off. Like Keenan Allen is, he's got a high floor, real high floor, but a pretty low ceiling. Like he's not going to, yeah. he doesn't run a four four. He runs like a four six. Like he's not breaking something off. You know, he, you're relying on volume. You're relying on his ability to get open in space, which he can do very, very well. But he's not Mike Williams, who's going to get you a fifty yard, you know, touchdown all of a sudden. And and yeah, I just like Mike Williams more this year. I agree. Awesome, man. Well, that was a fun draft. That was a good time. Glad we did that this way. We were trying to do it like every other way, thinking this one worked, but this turned out to work perfectly. Yeah, and now I know exactly really what to plan for for my next draft. It's crazy. It's awesome. I have a draft going on in like an hour and a half now. I get my uh, lot, I get my draft position <laughs> in 40 minutes here. Ooh, sick. Well, and do you, what do you want? What do you want to draft at? I'm. I technically like to draft in the middle, like your 106 spot. That's like one of my favorite spots to draft. You never have to wait too long. You get a player from each tier. Your turn. You know what I mean. And um, just works out. And depending on the year, it's nicer to be like the 104 or like the 1067. You know what I mean? Yeah. The like. And I would agree with you if Justin Jefferson didn't exist. I really want Justin Jefferson this year. But, like, if you're at the 104, a lot of places you are getting Justin Jefferson. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. the 104 is great. I, the, the 106 four, is not falling, too, for four, the most part. Four, four, five, six. That's where I like to be. You know what I mean? Like, four, five, six, that's where I like to be in most of my drafts. And just yep. depending on the mocks of where players are landing that year, it's going either or. No, I agree. I, I don't like the dead zone of, like, like right after that, that's like Austin Eckler, Derrick Henry, when you're getting the uh, scraps Harris, of the tier. Joe Mixon. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I don't know. I just don't feel great about any of those guys. But Joe yeah. Mixon in round two, I'm a big supporter of. If you are in that quick turnaround, you get a wide receiver and then Joe Mixon round two or two running back like DeAndre Swift, Joe Mixon, or Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, I won't hate you on that. I agree. I'm just – yeah, no, I agree. And Joe Mixon – right, we're splitting here. Joe Mixon absolutely yep. is going to finish as a top 10 back if he stays healthy in that exactly. offense. I just don't know that he has the potential to finish as the number one. Uh, oh, he doesn't. No. Um, and that's but that's why you're drafting him second round. That's why you're drafting him second round. For sure, for sure. And I guess I never have him because there's just other better options in the second round that I like. Exactly. Um, I also so, don't like Najee Harris at all this year. Are you on with this? No, did you hear about his Liz Frost fracture? Uh, not fracture, but yeah, injury. Or yeah, it's, yeah. It's that, not that, official, that, but that. yeah, yeah, not good. <laughs> not good. Yeah. That's yeah, terrifying, that is, bro. That is terrifying, yeah. <laughs> well, 24-year-old yeah. running back oh. coming off a 300-touch wow. season, going into another 300-touch season with the worst offensive line. Did you know their whole offensive line cost them $12 million this year? Yeah. Their whole offensive line. That is nothing. 
On the bright side, it's not like I traded Dalvin Cook and Antonio Gibson away or anything. Fuck! Yeah, I might be in trouble with my dynasty this year. Yeah, because you got Najee, Antonio Gibson. No, Gibson's gone, remember? I traded them for... Oh, that's great. That crazy trade. We won't get into details about that. Because it will help none of our listeners. In fact... The good doctor can explain his logic about it when he shows up because I think we're getting a house call next time. House call! Always a good time, right, man? But um, I have to pee. I'm out of beer. <laughs> My girlfriend just got home. So I think this is so we're signing off. I think this is perfect time to call it an episode. I love it. Thanks for joining us again. Thank you, guys. You know where to find us on Twitter. It'll be in the description. I'm tired of saying it. And, uh, yeah. Social media should be up soon, too. Woo! Let's have a great year, everybody. Peace. Peace.